0: Welcome to Biopics Mostly Suck, the podcast where we provide the true story behind movies based on a true story. Last year, my friend John and I decided to try doing this podcast. It's been a lot of fun for me because I have some college radio experience in my background and I was able to get back into playing around with my own little radio station, just like I pretended to when I was a kid. We recorded four episodes last year and tested out the format. We like what came out of it. And judging from the data, there's some people out there who do too. New episodes have not been offered for a while because I spent the last part of the year doing a few things. The first was I built a podcasting studio in my home. It's a nice area to hang out, and we've recorded a few episodes in that space. We're still working out the kinks, but I like what's coming out of it so far. And a whole batch of episodes are ready to come out on a regular schedule twice a month, On the first and third Thursday of each month. In the meantime, it's been interesting to see that the four podcasts we released have not just languished in obscurity. In fact, the data is revealing some interesting things. We keep seeing new downloads on a regular basis all around the world. Norway just popped up on the data and in some places they download consistently. And in other places, not so much. For instance, in December, there were seven downloads in Ireland of our episode about the Doors. And all of those downloads took place on December 26th. I have no idea why there was a run on an episode about a movie from 1992 on that one day. But Ireland has not downloaded another episode since. However, it's good to have the Irish listening. And if you could tell me what was happening in December... Reach out to us on our webpage, biopicsmostlysuck.com contact. Let me know what caused that run on one episode of The Doors. And if you do, I'll send out a Biopics Mostly Suck magnet to you. One last note about the sound on this episode. This will be the first of four episodes that will be known as the guitar series. You will hear that it sounds like I'm off the mic sometimes, because you're going to hear an echo in my voice. I realized after we recorded these episodes that this was due to a guitar hanging on the wall above me, and my voice would end up being caught up in the sound hole, uh, vibrate the strings, and bounce back into the microphone. Sorry in advance for the subpar sonic quality of the episode, but the content that takes place on this one about tag is really, really good, and that's because I'm fortunate to be joined by two guests. If you've been listening to the podcast, then you know my first guest, John Helix. He's become a co-conspirator in this effort. He's a local musician in the San Diego area, and you can find him on Facebook and Twitter at John Helix Official. My other guest today is Dawn. She's new to the podcast. She is a cat snuggler, an avid book reader, and a person who is endlessly entertained by today's movie, Tag. TAG is a story about grown-up men who play a game of TAG for one month out of the year. The movie stars Ed Helms, John Hamm, Jeremy Renner, Hannibal Buress, and Jake Johnson, along with Isla Fisher. TAG currently holds a 5.6 rating out of 10 from the old internet movie database, and a 56% rating from Rotten Tomatoes. How is TAG as a movie, and how is it as a medium to document the history of This children's game that's really played by grown men. We will rate the movie as entertainment and we will rate it as fact and give a score at the end of the episode. If you're ready, let's get started. And if not, just hit pause. We'll still be here. So we set up. I was going to ask how do you
1: feel the setup works? are you joking? No. This is awesome.
0: Yeah?
1: Yeah.
2: It's is pretty it? amazing.
1: You could I mean if you got mixing I mean you could this could be a full fledged recording studio, which it already is, but I'm saying you could you could fucking record bands.
0: Record bands, huh? Yep.
1: Yep. You got good sound. You got great gear.
0: I already have a logo. Awesome yep awesome yeah yep 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 we got a logo for toll house productions that's half of it really okay yeah forget the actual work as long as you have a logo maybe we'll get shirts made
1: oh that's cool that'd be awesome that'd be great that'd be awesome i mean because the other thing is you know should you ever make the move to to actually engineering bands Mm -hmm. i mean you can do you could do a full band and everyone could track at the same time yeah yeah vocal you well, vocals i don't know where you do vocals but you'd in, sh- in the shed in the shed vocal booth run a cable the out shed, there yeah yeah
0: you yeah. could, could do that
1: anyway yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean i think it's ideal it's a good vibe too
0: so cool so uh hey did you play tag when you were a kid yeah yeah so uh where where did you grow up uh, i grew up in san diego san diego so you guys would just run around the neighborhood and chase each other
1: which version of Tag are you talking about? Just the regular game?
0: Uh, tell me, are there other versions? Wait, which Did you
1: are? ever read Bo, Bo Meets Bow? No. Bo Knows Bo? Bo Jackson's autobiography?
0: Uh, no, no, how was that?
1: Uh, maybe we shouldn't go there, but they had a different version of Tag, which was similar to the one we what, would
0: What was the different version? There was, there was violence involved when you were caught. Oh, so like beating each other up when you were caught? Basically, yeah. Oh, okay. Like pinning down. Basically, and, yeah. yeah. And I, it and was I, not a fun game I, to play. I used to play tag. So they would just hold each other down and and beat each other?
1: Yeah, you'd get humiliated and tortured in general.
2: Okay. I, I played that version of tag.
1: What version is that?
2: Yeah. We'd catch whoever it was and we'd beat them until they got a Charlie horse.
1: A Charlie horse? Mm-hmm. That was them.
2: That's what we called it. Charlie
1: mm-hmm. Horse. A Charlie Horse was the, was that the ultimate form of punishment?
2: I think when adults were watching, yes. Okay. Wait a
0: minute. Are, are we bringing women in now? Is that what we're doing? The women folk? And the, the, are we bringing women in?
1: Well, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming we are. Yeah? Yeah? That's what we're doing? Hey,
0: Don! Oh, hey, Don! Hey, well, Hi! Welcome. How are you? I'm really
2: well. Can we
0: explain to people why it wasn't just being an obnoxious dick and this was your whole idea?
2: Sure, but I think we'll explain a little more as we talk more about the movie Tag, why women eventually get to be involved.
0: There we go. So that's what we were doing. It was acting. Thank you. Oh, I didn't know I was acting. <laughs> yes, yes. So uh, we're doing it because in the movie there, it's it's related to the movie. I wasn't just being a misogynistic prick, and yes, it was all Don's idea. Welcome, Don. Welcome to Biopics Mostly Suck. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm excited. Good to have you here. And we're doing this uh, episode of the podcast on tag at your request. You're a big fan of tag. I am a big fan of tag. Which is weird, because this isn't your kind of movie.
2: It's not my kind of movie at all. And when I saw the ads originally, I didn't want to see it. And then I found out it's based on a true story that it wasn't just some guys who came up with this bizarre idea and pitched it that there's guys flying across the country who play tag with each other that they're actually grown men who have been doing this for 20 odd years
0: Wow now you, you said you grew up playing tag as well yes but you played the Bo Jackson version
2: sometimes sometimes sometimes
0: so when you when you make someone have a Charlie horse are you just repeatedly hidden them in the calf yes oh my god that's awful
2: yeah. I I guess.
0: And where did you grow up playing tag? I played tag both
2: in the Bronx and in a suburb of Los Angeles, Paramount.
0: Now, you grew up in the Bronx at what point? In the 70s. Oh, my God. And they knew you were playing tag? What? Or or did they think someone was chasing another person for another reason? (laughs) Do not disparage New York. I wasn't disparaging New York, but the Bronx was some hinky territory at that time. No, it wasn't hinky. It was just rough. Although, you know, it was funny because we watched Dog Day Afternoon recently. And there's the opening shots of the streets and the garbage and the area as it looked at the time. Yeah. And and you basically became wistful. Yeah. 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 It was. Oh, look at that trash. That's New York. It was true to form. Okay, cool. So we all played tag. I didn't punch anyone when playing tag. We just tagged and that was it. But what's your tag story, John? Well, okay. You might have to
1: edit this, but... (sighs) Okay. So uh, this was when we were a bit older, and... Oh, shit, am I actually... Yeah, okay. So this was when we were a bit older, and we had a friend who was unusually tall for his age. I'm going to ruin your podcast, I'm sorry. He was unusually tall. For his age, we were very short and uh, we were all skateboarding or doing something at uh, a high school in town over the summer when it was abandoned because that's where you could skate. And this guy, this abnormally unusually tall guy chased this kid, one of our friends around for a while until he effectively tackled him, mounted him walked his way up to his face, pulled out his unusually large penis, and started slapping him across the face with it.
0: Oh, Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> I don't
0: think that ruins the podcast. Okay, good.
1: Anyway, that's, that's, my, most, uh, that's my most fascinating time that's, story. That's
0: awful. <laughs> so what happened? He slapped him until the kid started crying. Jesus Christ. Yeah. We thought it was hilarious,
1: but I mean... And, and,
0: and then what? This guy with the song
1: just yeah, he's got, got up and left? It was an exercise in humiliation. He hated this guy.
0: Jesus Christ. Okay. Good night, everyone. <laughs> I, I, I don't know where to go from there. I, I really don't. You want to know the technical term for that? There's a technical term for it? What's What's the technical term? Thorping.
2: Thorping. <laughs> Is that based on uh, the sound?
0: Uh, I guess it's onomatopoeia.
1: Urban Dictionary, everyone. Uh, (laughs)
2: Today's episode is not sponsored by UrbanDictionary.com. I
1: forgot.
0: And if anyone is still listening to this episode, welcome. But we are here to talk about the movie tag which don mentioned is based on a true story and we're going to do on this episode what we do on every episode we're going to take a look at a movie based on a true story as a piece of entertainment and we're also then going to look at the true story behind that movie based on a true story and talk about the facts so let's start off like we always do and we'll talk about the plot of the movie Tag is about men who play an ongoing game of tag during the month of May every year. The person tagged last in May is it until he can tag another player the following year and the game starts anew. The movie opens with Ed Helm's character, Hogan Hoagie Malloy, who is it. He gets a job at an insurance company as a janitor, where one of his fellow players, Bob, played by John Hamm, is the CEO. He interrupts an interview of Bob conducted by Wall Street Journal reporter Rebecca Crosby, played by Annabelle Wallace. Bob is tagged it and is informed that another one of the players, Jerry, played by Jeremy Renner, is going to retire out of the game due to his upcoming marriage. Jerry has never been tagged. And hijinks ensue with players being tagged at funerals, births and attempts are made at using a variety of disguises and methods to tag Jerry by any means necessary. It becomes apparent at the end of the movie that Hoagie is dying of cancer and this will be his last game of tag. The movie ends with the men deciding to end their long-standing rule that girls are not allowed to play. And the co-ed game of tag takes place in the hospital. So, Dawn, we we said this isn't usually your type of movie. You don't like a lot of physical comedy.
2: No, I like physical comedy on rare occasions when it feels right. I don't go
0: to a movie just to see physical comedy. So, uh, no pun intended, but what struck you about this movie?
2: When I found out it was based on a true story, I really wanted to see it to find out more about it and then after I saw it I was so charmed by the extra footage where they showed what the men who have been doing this for years were really doing and how closely it aligned mm-hmm. with some of the scenes they set up in the movie that I just became more enamored with it and I read up more on it I, I, I was just so glad I decided to delve into the movie
0: and John you watched this movie to get ready for this episode yeah. what were your thoughts on it?
1: Uh, I thought it was wildly funny at at times, um, but overall, I don't know. It was a, it's, a, it's a funny movie.
0: Yeah
1: it didn't didn't really strike a particular chord with me as wildly
0: magnificent or anything. I love Hannibal Burris in this movie. Absolutely, Hannibal Burris is just fantastic. And uh, Jake Johnson is that the actor's name? Plays the yes, yeah, Jake Johnson. Yeah, and oh, Brian Dennehy. Oh, Brian he's... was his father. They were smoking weed together. Oh, that's <laughs> right. That was that's... Brian Dennehy. <laughs> Which funny, we aren't onto the facts quite yet. But one of the players in the real game of tag is also named Brian Dennehy. <laughs> no relation. No relation whatsoever. So, on the movie itself, we all agree it's an entertaining movie. Out of a score of four stars, one to four, what would you give it, John? Mm-hmm. Three. Three. Da. I give it a three. Three. A solid three going around the table. Fantastic. So a uh, fun movie. We'd recommend it. You'll you'll laugh. You'll cry.
2: Yes. I uh, recommend it. You'll laugh. I don't know if you'll cry. Yeah,
0: you might. A little bit. Maybe a little tear. Sure. Okay. Squeeze one out. Yeah, yeah it's a fun one. Now we're going to move on to the facts. And in this portion of the podcast, we will talk about how the facts were presented in the film and the historical and factual accuracy of each item. We are going to give an A through F letter grade to the film for the facts at the end. And let's get started. So let's just go ahead and check off a few details right off the bat. Question, do a group of grown men play tag? And the answer is, Yes, they really do. Do they play for one month out of the year? Yes. Do they really have a contract? Yes, they really do have a contract. And by the way, I was able to find a copy of the contract. One of the players, they call themselves the Tag Brothers. And in real life, it's 10 people, not five. Uh, One of them is a lawyer, and they drew up a legitimate contract and... Are the rules of the game, and it's enjoyable. It's an enjoyable read, too. So, you can go on our website, biopicsmostlysuck.com, go to the episode page for tag, and you will be able to find a link to the tag brothers' contract. Do spouses get involved like it was shown in the movie? Yes, they do, they run interference. In fact, in many instances, uh, employees at their place of business will be on alert during this month to know not to let certain people on the premises.
2: Okay, but how do they know? Because these men are known to have used really elaborate disguises, including the one that was in the movie of being the old lady with orthopedic shoes. Uh,
0: yep, yep, And yep, a hand-crocheted yep. blanket. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, they They hand out the pictures and everyone's on high alert during the month. Uh, Was it really a story in the Wall Street Journal? Yes, it was. And do these guys really go to such extremes, uh, measures to tag each other? They certainly do. And we'll talk a little bit more about this. And I think the best way to break this down is to just take these items one at a time. Because of all the movies based on a true story, this may actually be the one that sticks closest to the truth about what happens. Note I did not say it's accurate. But... It gets more things right and doesn't embellish in a way that is detrimental to any of the real-life subjects, which we've come across in our discussions before. And that is because the filmmakers decided not to portray any real-life subjects. What they did is they took the game itself and the circumstances surrounding it, and then they created fictional characters to play out those different elements. And the characters in the film do not represent any of the real life Tag brothers, and none of the real players have died from cancer. Uh, So let's go ahead and compare the film to the facts. The group of McGrawan men do play Tag, and they are from Spokane, Washington. They started the game of Tag in 1990 and have been playing for 29 years as of this recording. Now the movie says they've been playing for 30 years, so the movie's pretty close on that one. And you said finding out that a group of men really do play tag, you found that very endearing.
2: I did, because a lot of times people tend to put away childish impulses and just some sheer joy in their lives when they reach adulthood. It becomes this de facto requirement. And they decided that this is the way to make sure that they stay in touch with one another, even when life takes them away to do other things.
0: Uh, Let's go ahead and talk about the Wall Street Journal story, because the reporter for the Wall Street Journal story was Russell Adams. Uh, You may notice that's not a female name. They did change that for the film. And Russell Adams found out about the story about the Tag brothers when one of his best friends told him about it through an acquaintance, Patrick Schultes, who's one of the Tag brothers. Adams contacted Schultes and everything rolled out from there. It's Schulteis. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you know him? No. Okay. Schulteis? You you know it's Schulteis? I do. Okay. I'll say Schulteis. Okay. Thank you. Yes. I'm so glad we brought her on board. Are we acting?
2: <laughs> <laughs> so you wanted to go back to...
0: So the question might be, why change the gender of the reporter? And that's because there was an early version of the script which had a romantic relationship between the reporter and John Hamm's character. No, I'm no, that would have been bad. You know, it's funny you say that because the guys in the cast also said that would have been bad. And they asked for that to be changed, which it, I'm glad they stepped up because that is such a that's such a trope.
1: Oh, yeah. That's what I was expecting when I first saw the Mm -hmm. film. I was like, oh, Jesus, here we go.
0: Yeah. You you knew where it was going to go, but she doesn't. Mm. And, and, you know, while we're talking about it, the women in the film also are not reduced to stereotypes. In this type of movie where guys are doing funny things you know there's so much of a tendency to make the women into just kind oh, of guys. oh guys motherly figures and- oh
1: my favorite is the I, wife of ed 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 holmes wife what is her she's in, what is that actress's name she's so good
2: isla isla, isla fisher with the
1: toilet paper in her nose uh-huh. oh my god she's fab
0: she's fabulous you're going to suck my little ginger balls my tiny lady ginger <laughs> balls <laughs> <laughs> oh, she is scary. Oh yeah! my god. She is so scary. But I do love her, though. She, yeah. Uh, yeah, she's a fun actress. Question about the Tag Brothers is, do these guys really go to such extremes in order to tag each other? And you may think the funeral would be a stretch or at a child's birth would be a stretch. No, those both really happened. In fact, it was Patrick Schulteis. Who was tagged at his father's funeral? He says, I was in the front row and the guys were going up to communion, patting me on the shoulder, and <laughs> and Beef comes up. One of the tag brothers is named. One of the
1: tag brothers is named Beef. Beef.
0: Beef comes up <laughs> and patted me on the shoulder and mouthed to me, You're it. <laughs> and Patrick says, My dad would have thought that was funny. In the movie, it's shown they are breaking into each other's homes to tag each other. That is not a stretch either. In real life, Mike Konski waited until 2 a.m. and broke into the house where two other players lived. He did so by sneaking through the garage and finding an unlocked house door. He burst into Brian Denny's bedroom and quickly switched on the light. Brian's girlfriend, now wife, yelled, Run! <laughs> but there was nowhere for Brian to go, and in seconds, he was in <laughs> The tag at the birth in the hospital was legit. Oh, there, are, there are no details to say if it took place in the birthing room, like they show in the movie. The granny tag which Don mentioned is shown during the end credits, and that really happened. But there were some tags that were left out of the movie. The Tag brothers came to the hospital to support one another while the wife of one was being treated for cancer with chemotherapy. Uh, While they came up and they were hugging each other, one of them tagged the guy. Yeah. And there is a real-life tag that resulted in an injury. The Mirror Online reports that in the mid-1990s, Father Sean Raftus flew 800 miles from, San, from Seattle to San Francisco just to tag so he could shed, quote, the mantle of shame, as they call it. He curled himself up in the trunk of his friend's new Honda Accord. They had pulled up in front of Joe Tombari's house, a fellow player. Sean's friend knocked on the door and told Joe to come out and see his new car. Joe and his wife came out, and when the trunk opened, Father Sean Raftus popped out and tagged Joe. His wife was so startled that she stumbled backward off the curb and tore a ligament in her knee. Father Sean says, I still feel bad about it. But I got Joe.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Are, Are there any sections of their contract that absolve everyone and hold them unaccountable for any injuries in participating in TAG?
0: That's a good question. I took a read through it. I did not see any clauses, but I'll take another look. And if I have to correct it, I'll put it at the end of the episode.
1: My vote is that the real life story is better.
0: You know, I agree. Uh, I agree. I, I think the real life story not only hones true to what we saw in the movie. I mean, of course, there were extreme examples in the movie. The whole thing with Jeremy Renner, yeah, and that whole thing in the woods
1: with the thats with the multiple versions of him, right? Where he's yes. like yes. matrixing, yes,
0: <laughs> he's chloroforming people. Yeah, the different death traps. Obviously, that's well embellished. But as far as the core of what the Tag Brothers do. I would say it hones pretty true to real life. If you were to give a letter grade A through Mm, F mm -hmm. on how true the movie tag Mm -hmm. is to Uh what you know about real life.
2: Mm, I would give it probably a B. mm -hmm. Because even though they're all characters that are not representing a specific person, but are just amalgamations or fictionalized characters. I think they represent the spirit of what the men intended very well.
0: And John, what letter grade would you give,
1: based on the background? I would, I'd give it a. I would give it a B.
0: I'd give it a B as well. So it looks like B's all around for the truth score of tag, and that's pretty good. So
2: I would pose a question to you both of you that you posed to me while you were working on this. Yes. While you were working on this, someone else had pose the question to you, do men have to come up with some kind of activity or event that happens on a regular basis that requires them to be together in order for them to stay connected? And her question stemmed from the, her position that women don't have to do that. If women are looking to stay connected or to reconnect, they'll just reach out to each other and say, Hey, I haven't seen you
0: for a while. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts? Yes, I think men do. Uh, I, I I think men can become very insular into doing their own thing sometimes. And, uh, and I think those men who are with a significant other sometimes get pushed out to more social gatherings than they might go to otherwise. Uh, so I think that's a good example of men being connected. But uh, I also think that Yes, I think women are much better at just reaching out and saying, "Hey, we haven't seen each other in a few months. Do you want to grab coffee?" Whereas men are like, "Yeah, they'll they'll see him later."
1: John, there's a there's a there's a line in um this uh it's a GQ essay and there's a really interesting line by uh, John Jeremiah Sullivan and he says that he and his brother um use music as a sort of uh shorthand for communication so they Mm -hmm. use guitars to communicate their feelings they both are guitar players Mm -hmm. and so when they get together they don't actually talk about whatever they're feeling instead they couch it in the language of music or in the language of sports or in the so it seems like a structured activity that's planned. Mm-hmm, definitely yeah. is a a bit of a buffer or or at least an entry point into m- stuff that I don't know. Guys don't talk about. You know, it's like you're ta- you're speaking yeah. in code. Basically, we're talking about baseball, but we're not really talking about baseball.
0: Yeah, I think there's that. And when you said structured, I think men do need some type of structure on that type of com- uh, on any type of communication because. When I, uh, in my day job, when I worked a shift that got off at a different time, my brother would also be on his way home and he lives up in the Los Angeles area. And that time during our drive would be the time for our phone call. Mm. And and we would connect, but we had that structure in place. It it would be rare that we were calling each other outside of that five o'clock hour on a weekday. Yeah. To talk. I mean,
1: I think it's connected to, obviously, notions of masculinity, right? Like, men don't share their feelings. Men don't call and say, hey, how you doing? How have you been? Are you feeling? You know, I mean, so they use a code, and tag is the code in this sense, right? Yeah. I um, mean, without tag, what, what would they be? That's the question, I guess. Would they still be friends? Would they still be as close as they are without right. the game?
0: Well, that's a good question. I think if you read what some of the players have said, they uh I, I don't think they think so. I, I think hmm. they feel they may have fallen out of touch hmm. if they didn't have the game of tag going. So what is it about women, Don? Why can women do that? What do what do men need to know? What what are we not doing?
2: Well I, I don't think that's a question to ask anymore. I I would tend to agree with the both of you when you're talking about our generation, and older generations. There were more distinct gender roles. Men are not supposed to share their feelings. And you find maybe an excuse, a reason, a contrivance, like the two of you were talking about. I find that it's a little more of an effort, I think, for people of our generation, just because people find it questionable. But as you have more opposite-sex friendships when we have younger generations who don't invest in the gender stereotypes and who have grown to learn the importance of expressing your feelings, reaching out for help, or just reaching out for a sense of community, I don't think that it will be that same dichotomous, men have to find an excuse, women just reach out. I mean, I tend to be pretty private and a lot of times... I'll cook for people to gather people together. Mm, Maybe that's a contrivance. Or I just have to be in that right space and I have few people I share a lot with and it doesn't have to do with their gender. It just Mm -hmm. has to do with who they are in my world.
0: Oh, interesting. But I
2: think it's easier for someone to do that and have those kind of dynamics as part of the younger generation because we're undoing part of what we were taught and I think they're Mm -hmm. just being taught a completely different dynamic.
0: Interesting. Well, who are they being taught it by then?
2: The mistakes of our generation and previous generations and the benefits they're seeing in their own generation by trying something different,
0: Yeah,
1: I think. Yeah, that's going to be interesting how that shakes out. Regarding millennials? Men expressing their feelings.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Why do you say that? It
1: seems like... uh... At least in the West, solid 4,000 years of repression. Pandora's mailbox is going to be open. Well, okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> would you like to rephrase that? No, out? I won't. Okay, uh, Just leave it in. So uh, it's
2: a tightened rubber band effect? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> that'd be very interesting. But I think we're also generalizing, too.
2: Oh, definitely. On, oh,
1: a, just... on a very large scale.
0: So uh, if there were a game of tag, would we want to do it?
2: I would be so in for a game of tag. <laughs> or life? Hell yeah.
0: Oh my God. You're scaring me. you got to talk about your ginger balls at all? Or Well, I have honey brown hair, but sure. <laughs> well, fantastic. Well, John, thank you. Thank you. Good to have you. Don, thank thanks for joining us. Glad to be here. Now it's time for us to fact check ourselves. We come to these conversations prepared, but sometimes we find ourselves going in a direction we weren't prepared for or we mention some bad information, or we just completely make stuff up. For instance, Don wondered during our discussion if the Tag Brothers Agreement provides any provision regarding injuries to players or family members. The agreement does not specifically say anything about a remedy for injuries, except for the following passage, whereas the parties do not wish the said game of Tag to degenerate into the Body spectacle of mayhem, disarray, terror, plague, pestilence, and danger into which it had deteriorated in June 1982. I would hate to imagine what that must have looked like. That wraps up another episode of Biopics Mostly Suck. If you liked it, please subscribe using your favorite podcasting platform. We are literally everywhere. You can find all of the sources that we used to build this episode at biopicsmostlysuck.com/episodes. I usually throw some other goodies on the episode pages like videos or pictures. And for this episode, I have a very enjoyable video about the Tag Brothers from CBS Sunday Morning. Go enjoy it at biopicsmostlysuck.com/tag. How are we doing with this project? Send us your feedback through our website biopicsmostlysucked.com and you can recommend which movies you would like us to use for an episode. And we will share the true story behind that movie based on a true story. Take care, everyone.